Welcome to CBuzz, the Columbus Chamber of Commerce's award-winning podcast and also Columbus's first business-focused podcast. Our show is presented by the Columbus Chamber of Commerce and Capital University. My name is Michaela Hunt. I'm a brand journalist and your host for CBuzz, where we bring you unique and impactful stories directly from leaders right here in our central Ohio business community. We are coming to you right now, recording this episode in our home at Capital University's Convergent Media Center, which really is a collaborative space for students and faculty to study music, film, creative writing, digital media, and so much more. We're excited to tell incredible stories through this platform. Today, we're sitting down with Jimmy Merkel, co-founder and CEO of Rockbridge. Rockbridge is a private investment firm, and they have the flexibility and resources needed to adapt to an ever-changing environment. They leverage their national platform and deep industry relationships to build a a well-diversified portfolio of hotel investments. And that's where the conversation is going to be incredibly interesting. Jimmy, I know we're going to have a good time. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. So you you grew up in the Columbus area and you co-founded and grew Rockbridge right here. So tell us first a little bit about the business. So Rockbridge is a private equity firm. We raise money to invest in hotels. And I was blessed to come right out of school and go to work with a couple gentlemen, Jim Pickett and Ron Callentine, who started a hotel chain in the 80s. And, um, and then once they sold that, they... Uh, they started a investment firm and that's how I learned the business. And I got super lucky, um, to, uh, get introduced to the hotel business. It's a really special space. Why hotels and and what's been the key to the success that you all have had? So, you know, hotels, uh, have been the cornerstone and it really came uh, of our business because it, uh, we had a knowledge base of hospitality that, um, most investors did not have. And that was because of a predecessor hospitality company. And so, and then once you get into the hotel business, it's really, it grabs you. It, it's a, it's a consumer product. It's relevant. Um, you know, and we're trying to, we're simply trying to create places that people want to be and that meets a need, um, that's out there in the, in the world. Because you can fall in love with a hotel, as a consumer, you can. The scents, the the sights, all of it, it, so much is involved in that kind of work. Yes. It's uh, the more sophisticated the hotel, the the more independent and boutique, the more complexity is, but the more fun it is because you can really cater to uh, the customer and creating an environment with a lot of different details that um, make their experience special and, and a a special memory. But consumer demand also, someone may want something that's simpler, right? Like it's, it's a, a huge spectrum on probably what you work with. A hundred percent. We So we invest in, you know, residence in a branded property that meets a need and is a very good brand. And then we invest in independent hotels and creative hotels that um, have a lot of different amenities and uh, restaurants and bars and uh, experiences in them that have the details to the the pillows and the thread counts and the and the type of fixtures and the uh, water pressure and the amenities in the room and the scents, uh, all of those things. And that's what we're uh, excited to bring to Columbus. I hadn't even thought about water pressure. That kind of blows my mind when I think about that, because you're right, <laughs> it's one of those little details, right? Yeah. So, okay, RTRX. What does that acronym mean? <laughs> and apparently it's a priority for you guys. So tell us more about that. 
Yeah, so RTRX is Rock the Road Experience, and it was started to um, bring our industry together to Columbus to have an event that was, um, you know, to raise, ultimately was to bring people together in our industry to raise money for uh, Pelotonia. And once we started uh, the event, and we made it about not about our industry, but about the inv- individual and growth and growing as uh, a human being and uh, in leadership and well-being and challenging uh, yourself, challenging yeah. yourself, and just continuous learning. What we found is that the people that came in our industry um, really loved it, and it was different than all the other conferences that we went that we went to. And so we have um, built that. Uh, and we're expanding it and engaging, um, you know, a, a broader audience than uh, just our hospitality industry. So you have brought people in for a conference that can participate in Pelotonia. Is That's that what you're correct. telling me? Which, you know, you hear about so many companies and all of their employees here in town participating, but you're bringing people in from across the country and maybe even the world to do this. We had one year we had uh, 30 different states that were represented that of people that came in. And it was a simple concept that we, uh, I went to listen to Dr. Caligiri speak about Pelotonia and, and why it was important. And I left thinking this, this guy's going to cure cancer. I'm not going to cure cancer, but I can raise money. And how am I going to raise money? I can't ask the same people and the same friends that are asking me for money to donate to Pelotonia and that the local community really embraced Pelotonia and, and got involved. And so uh, the thought was, how do we bring people in from out of town and make this uh, a bigger event and um, raise money? And uh, at, at one point when we consolidated everything into our Peloton, we were the, the highest per employee contributor to Pelotonia. That's the first nugget of wisdom he's going to drop here is that you can create something like this. You don't have to have everybody in, like in town, you can bring people from outside, which is fantastic and a unique way of looking at bringing an industry together in a place. Absolutely. And, and with all the things that we love, we love the hospitality industry. We love to learn and we love to bring people together and we love Columbus. Placemaking has really become an essential element of what you do, kind of the work you do. Can you tell us more about that? Sure. What you were speaking of earlier about the scent, that's a part of placemaking. It it uh, triggers one of your senses to um, a memory of a place and that uh, makes you feel good. And so that's part of placemaking and how the design of the space and um, how it engages you in different ways. The, the uh, complementary amenities, restaurants, the type of restaurant, um, rooftop uh, bars, other brands that are in the neighborhood and in, uh, in our project on the peninsula, we're, we have a neighborhood tavern, we have a, an alley with an independent coffee shop, 
that's going to be really fun, um, named after the 1926 uh, homecoming queen of Ohio State University, which was a Holstein cow, which is, <laughs> and so Maudine was the cow. So we're having fun with that. And then we'll have a poutine window off our kitchen, off the back alley to just bring different things and different reasons, different experiences to people uh, in the area or in Columbus or who vi- who are visiting to enjoy the place. So the Peninsula Project is one of those places where you've invested and, and are creating a, a location there, yes, or That's true. part of that. How does a vibrant, thriving downtown really help differentiate great cities from good cities? When you're thinking about projects and what you want to do and something like that, talk to me about that. Well, Columbus and what's going on in Columbus, and we talked earlier about how much you love Columbus, it's uh, it's really transformed. I've lived here my whole life uh, and seeing the city transform and thrive. It is the uh, only city in Ohio that's growing. It's the fastest growing city in the Midwest. All these amazing things that are happening and bringing people he- here and So downtown is where a healthy downtown is so important to a thriving community. If you think about a really thriving city, uh, they don't have, um, you know, slow growing or abandoned downtowns. You, you, You have to have a thriving downtown. It's where the culture, it's where the creativity, it's where the arts happen and um, and we and we're want to be a part of advancing Columbus in this way. And hospitality hasn't been, you know, these boutique hotels that are popping up in uh, competing cities to Columbus. They haven't come here yet, and uh, there's really no reason why they haven't come here. Um, part of it is that we have some uh, old hotels that are no longer relevant and it masks the potential of the city from a hospitality perspective, but also um, you cannot sell what you don't have. And, and the same customers that are traveling to Columbus or traveling to Nashville, traveling to Austin and Charlotte, and they're paying two times the amount. Well, the product is there. Columbus has zero independent luxury hotels in Columbus. Nashville has 19. Um, Every city from Indianapolis, these, I'm going to name these Indianapolis, Charlotte, Denver, Nashville, Austin, Minneapolis, they all have a thousand or more independent lifestyle hotel, luxury lifestyle hotels, and we have zero. And so it's just part of the evolution. And I, and what we want to do is we want it, we want to introduce it. And then we want others to come. We want it to grow and, and thrive and create opportunity and create what's possible for, uh, for the city. So we're on our way. You're kind of at the front movement of this. How do you think hospitality businesses tell a compelling story of the, of the city's past, present, and the future? Like what do they need to do so we can continue to grow in this regard? Yeah. So Everybody loves a great hotel, um, and and so the the hotels are our front door to our visitors. And when we create great hospitality and great spaces and great experience for people that are coming to Columbus, that 
is uh, is really great for a growing city, and we we need to have this um, this quality level and this quality of hospitality to continue to advance uh, as a community. Um, and the hospitality scene plays a plays a meaningful role in that, and um, and I think that will uh, th- we have many examples of uh, people that have come to visit. They don't they're not familiar with Columbus. They come to visit and they're blown away. They're blown away. I love to tell the story about our GM who ran our independent boutique hotel in uh, in Denver called the Halcyon. And we wanted to bring in uh, one of our GMs that had experience running an independent boutique hotel and, um, and bring them from a market that we wanted to aspire to, to be like, like Denver. And he grew up in Denver. You know, he, he was ready for his next opportunity. We, we asked him to, to come and, um, and put his hat in the ring to, for the job. And he, we knew he liked Columbus cause he had come to RTRX that introduced him to Columbus. He thought Columbus was cool. He was That's saying something it, coming from Denver. It yeah. is saying something. And, and that's what RTRX does. It brings people from out of town introduced him. He didn't know he was going to maybe live here. He turned us down twice. And, and then, uh, his, his wife, um, just wasn't familiar with Columbus. And we said, okay, just bring, bring your wife. We'll show you the city. And if you turn us down after that, then I understand. Well, she, he brought his wife. They toured the city. We introduced him to people that weren't from here and had integrated into the city and they loved it. And that, and he's going to be our opening GM for the Junto. And, and that's part of what our hotel is going to do that for businesses here where they're trying to introduce people to the community and where we can bring an elevated level of service and hospitality and warmth to our guests. I'm so glad you said it before I did, because I was going to ask if I said it right. The the Junto. Junto? The junto. junto? Okay, I'm yeah. saying that. Um, thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> so I understand. So again, this is an independent lifestyle hotel. First in the market, debuts in Columbus this spring. I understand that it takes inspiration from Ben Franklin's club for mutual improvement that he founded in the 1700s. This is so cool, where people from all backgrounds come together to discuss issues and ideas of the time. Really quintessential Columbus. I mean, the Junto is a hub. Like, talk to me about this concept and, and, and where your inspiration came from beyond just that snippet that I just shared. So we're bringing together all our learnings and all our experiences. And every time, just like we were talking about earlier, we want to get better at what we do. And, and, and so we wanted to create a hotel that was a hub and a gathering place that brought people together. And when we were doing the research... I didn't know this, but Franklinton was named after Benjamin Franklin. I didn't know that. I didn't. And, I didn't know that either. And then, as we were talking about the brand um, and about coming together, he, the research showed that you know that he started this uh, club for mutual improvement called the Junto, and uh, it just felt absolutely right. It felt right for the times and bringing people together and. Um, trying to solve society's problems. Like, you know, we want to be a, a, a light, a positive light on, 
you know, the future and, um, and we got to work together to, to solve society's problems. And it was public and private and we all have to come together. And it just felt like it was a perfect name and it ha- it was rooted in the history of the area. I already come out, want to come and hang out there and I live here. <laughs> so, but my husband and I do try to get away. And so it's going to be on my list. Like we try to do a downtown getaway. And oh, so I will put it on our list. Your goal, as I understand it, and kind of it, it makes so much sense based on the story you explained with the GM, the first GM you're having there, is to help travelers really get a sense of Columbus and draw also people like me who live in central Ohio. Is, so is there space to come into if I'm if I'm from here but want to stay? Like, tell me a little bit about that. Absolutely. This, you know, in our other independent boutique hotels, 60% of the business is from the local area you know, for the restaurants and the bars and the, and the coffee shops and, and the like. So there's, it's going to be a place that you're going to want to be, okay. you know, you're going to walk in and, and you're not going to see a front desk. You're going to see a living room and a fireplace and a bar and you're going to see mixed seating where, you know, if you're going in and you're looking to study before a meeting or, um, sit down, grab a coffee, um, you can do that if you want to meet your friends and sit in a living room style uh, area with soft seating, you can do that. Um, you can go upstairs and sit on the the outdoor deck on the rooftop bar and that overlooks downtown and have a cocktail. Um, the neighborhood tavern is going to be high quality food in a really comfortable place that you would you know, use a couple times a week. It's not a, you know, it's, it's not uh, designed to be, you know, a destination once, you know, once a year type restaurant. It's to use and to, to meet and gather. So you're going to have some incredible civic neighbors with COSI, National Veterans Museum, a Memorial Museum, Sayota Mile, much more. How do you expect those nearby elements to contribute to the success? It's already started. I mean, they're incredible neighbors and they're welcoming us in every way. COSI, which is a global leader, um, you know, in their field, have uh, just embraced us and and we're going to collaborate and we've already started collaborating. One of the things that was interesting as a local, I had not been down to the riverfront in years and when I went down there in 2017 and, and before we got involved, we were invited to submit for the RFP and, and I went down there and I walked the riverfront and, and saw the investment there and um, it blew me away. It really blew me away. It was such an underutilized asset of this city and the goal that the CDDC, which you just had Amy Taylor in here and she was, uh, she was incredible. Um, and just an incredible partner and, um, and the whole group, Greg Davies and, um, and the city and, um, in really having the vision for this area, but, um, they're going to be incredible partners. It's already started. Um, and we have incredible assets down there. And while this is, they're our immediate neighbors, we consider ourselves you know, a living room of the entire town, the entire city. This is going to be a very welcoming, uh, easy place to, you know, gather, meet, uh, and connect. So you invest and also operate other hotels in other downtown markets. Yes. Correct. Okay. So how do we talked a little bit about this earlier, um, about how some of those markets are in a place where they're thriving, right? Like 
like a Nashville where you were talking about the 19 kind of independent luxury hotels. Yeah. Um, what have you, what else have you learned in those markets um, that will be used here? Yeah, great question. We, we actually started a company called Make Ready that, that I founded to operate and build our independent brands. And it started because we bought the uh, Adolphus Hotel, which is a historic hotel in downtown Dallas. Yeah. And, and my husband's from Dallas. That's why uh, I know okay, it. Yep. Yeah. And it's a special, a special place. And it has this gravitas and the city loved it. And the history uh, of Adolphus Bush built it in 1912. And it's got just a very storied uh, past. And, and so, and we recognized from our other experience that if we were going to do uh, be in this business, be in the independent space. We had to be really good at uh, restaurants and bars. And um, and so we started the company with a strong hospitality team that had a, a primary background in running independent restaurants because independent restaurant tours are very good placemakers. They're very good, um, you know, they're, very, they're just very good at hospitality. Uh, I always, you know, say that, um, you can, uh, a restaurant tour can run a hotel, but a hotelier can't necessarily run a restaurant. And so we want, and that's a backbone of a independent hotel and being strong placemakers is having a really strong, uh, restaurant team. So they, we, we started in downtown Dallas. And, um, one of the things that we did there is we brought leisure amenities to an urban hotel and, so in that case, we had a rooftop pool, we had a rooftop bar, we had a spa, and um, and we had bigger fitness, we had multiple bars, multiple a coffee shop, independent coffee shop, a fine dining restaurant, and a you know a, a cool dive bar. Like a, <laughs> I would say, yeah. it's a, it, it's got the you know it's called the rodeo bar, which is really great. And Dallas so, vibe, yeah. Dallas vibe, exactly. Um, and so the learning is that leisure travel is everywhere. People come to Columbus for leisure, and that's it's essentially leisure is when they're choosing to come on their own with their with their own money. And what you have in the trends and COVID actually accelerated this, where People can travel and work and experience new places, and that's what people want to do. The millennials travel two times to three times more than the prior generations, and now with mobility, people can work. They can come to visit friends or go to a wedding uh, on a weekend and come on a Wednesday and meet friends and work from the hotel, and they when they do that, they want to have some amenities. They want to have an experience. They want to, they want to feel good. Um, so it's happening everywhere. It's here. The business is here. We just don't have the product yet to really, uh, to really satisfy it. And yet is the keyword. Yet is the keyword. So I'm very curious about your answer to this question, because obviously we're seeing such a change in our region. And I mean, you know, better than I do. I'm a transplant. You're from here. Yeah. Um, 
we have this growing region. Our city's character is really evolving from a focus on government and traditional industries of insurance, banking, and healthcare to more of this tech-based Silicon heartland, right? Yeah. Um, we all saw the Intel announcement. And then all the, the businesses, you know, internationally that look to us now after that announcement. So from your perspective, um, how do we? How does what you do play into all of this and the change, the yet part that we just talked about? How, how does this all come um, to play out? What's what's your thoughts on that? Your vision? Yeah, I think that um, the city is coming together and um, a part of the Columbus Partnership, which brings together public and private influencers and leaders in our community um, and. The thing that struck me is that everybody's really working together and really trying to make uh, this place from a healthcare saying, yeah, I have a really great healthcare. We've got to create prosperity for everybody. If you have prosperity for few and not for many, it's not a great thing. You know, we got to, we got to create and, and what I, what I love about our city in the Columbus way is, is that people really care and they want to make things better. And hospitality is just one piece of the fabric. There's also, you know, an effort for renewed arts district and a music community and restaurant community and, you know, uh, potential uh, new music venue down on the peninsula that um, the symphony is um, working on. And, um, and I think maybe expanding into, you know, broader music venue as well. Those are the types of things that we have to do. We have to make it, uh, more residentially friendly, um, more pedestrian friendly, safer. Um, and these are, these are things that are all, um, you know, on the radar screen, but, uh, because people move to places that they're inspired by where they want to live. They, for a long time, Columbus was selling that it's affordable. That's not super inspiring. People have lived in shoeboxes in New York for decades because they love all the culture and all the things that, um, and the different melting pot of people that are there is just interesting. And so, um, I think our job as a community and hospitality plays a role in this is to continue to make Columbus interesting and an interesting place to, le- to live so that the people that need to occupy these jobs that are getting created by these uh, industries and innovation, um, you know, like Intel, but certainly many others that have, that have started here, um, we, have to, we have to continue to make uh, Columbus a great place to live and culturally relevant. And the rest of a region, can it really survive and thrive if it's downtown is in decline? I mean, I think we know the answer. Yeah. Well, we're making a big bet on that and we don't think it's a big bet at all. Um, we are a big believer in the downtown and the inevitability of uh, it thriving. And we believe it's thriving now and we think it will continue to thrive you know, growing up here, if you think about every community around downtown continues to grow, all the residential neighborhoods continue to get renovated. Franklinton is thriving. German Village in South Marion Village is thriving. The Short North grew all the way to Ohio State. It's one residential area. Grandview is thriving. Old Town East 
Um, all these neighborhoods are growing. It's because people want to be close to the action and close to where things are happening. And uh, you can live there in one of the blessings of our highway system here is you can get just about anywhere in 30 minutes. Did you ever think you would be building something like the Junto in your hometown? No, I didn't actually. Um, but I also didn't think I was going to come back to Columbus and have my first job be my career. And, um, you know, that was in 1996. And now um, and it's it's gone, gone by quick. But I love it. And I love the community. I'm really... Uh, I feel blessed that uh, I got to come back to Columbus and uh, and get involved in the business that I did. And you're still on the forefront of some major things happening. We 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 are. We uh, you know I have an affliction that when things get uh, easy, that I uh, I move on to continue to do greater challenges, and that's what we've done as a business. And we've built a team of really smart humble, hardworking team players that um, like the challenge. And we have a lot of uh, opportunity ahead of us. And we uh, we're still, you know, relatively young in, uh, you know, in our history and, and in age. And uh, we got a lot of experience and energy. So uh, I think there's a lot of opportunity here in Columbus to take advantage of. So last question, one of the reasons that we have conversations like the one we're having here today is because we really believe in continued personal and professional development being a valuable, the probably the most valuable asset um, aspect, I should say, as a leader in business. So what is influencing you right now, Jimmy? I, I don't care if it's a podcast, a book, a show, like what is influencing you and inspiring you right now? You know, I thought about this um, and I've been thinking about this uh, a lot is uh, I love uh, ex meeting new people and uh, having new experience. I'm always paying attention to what um, you know what people are going through, and um, I think my inspiration is both um, my kids. My kids are 14 to 19, and um, really um, trying to uh, help support them, but. Uh, seeing them thrive and and challenge themselves is really inspiring to to me. And um, that might that you know I, I read a lot. I pay attention to a lot of different things. I'm I'm curious. We kind of comes with the territory of of our business is you know where are people wanting to be? What are they wanting to experience? Um, but seeing. Um, you know, my kids, 14, 17, and 19 at that age developing, um, they're teaching me things and teaching me patience and um, really they don't want uh, their problems solved, right? They, uh, and so it's making me a better leader. I'm, I'm always uh, trying to improve. I, um, you know, I, I'm continuously trying to improve uh, as a leader, as a as a human, as a husband, as a father, and 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 often for me, it's just slowing down enough to breathe and take it in, <laughs> and um, yeah, and try and and try and do that. So that's what that's what's influencing me right at the moment. Those late Gen Zers, they think different. 
They I'm do. a Gen Xer, so yeah. I mean, I, so it's one of those things where I, I, I have a, I have a 12, almost 13 year old, and I get what you're saying. They think differently, they look at things differently, and that is inspiring in and of itself. That's right. That's right. And we're we're growing up. The kids are growing up today, totally different than we were with the the cell phone, the connecting them to all the information and all the people in the world that they want to seek. And I think it's part of why hospitality is growing. It's a growth business. It's thriving now. It's the most demand for hotels ever in the history of hotels, and it's going to continue to grow. And the reason I believe that is people are seeking something real um, (laughs) and a real experiences that they can touch and feel. And hospitality enables them to do that, to go places and experience real things and, and not, and get out of, um, you know, what is, uh, can be an addiction with, uh, with your cell phone. I could sit and talk to you for a while, but Jimmy, thank you so much for taking the time, taking half an hour to sit down with us and share your story and the story of Rockbridge. Thank you so much and uh, appreciate all the time you've given us. For our listeners, if you want to learn more about all of Jimmy's endeavors, please visit rockbridgecapital.com. And if you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to let us know by sharing your ratings and reviews on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you may be listening to this podcast. Your reviews help people find our show and hear our community stories. We read that feedback and we value your ideas as we plan future episodes. CBuzz is proudly producing collaboration with Capital University. We want to say a special thank you to their talented students, faculty, and staff for helping bring this program to life for our listeners. Once again, I'm Michaela Hunt, your host for CBuzz, and I hope to catch you next time.